it's crazy that we'd be taking a recess. Let's not take any recesses. Let's work. Let's work every day. Let's work weekends. Let's work till we get the job done. Apparently, the majority leader made the decision that it was more important for senators to be home on vacation, home playing golf, home doing anything, but being here on the floor of the Senate doing the people's business. President Obama, and, and for that matter, Hillary Clinton and the Democratic Party, they're so out of touch with where the American people are right now. He go, goes and plays golf hundreds of times with his buddies. Um, he, he is not focused on the people who are hurting, who are paying the cost. We got a job to do and we got a short window of time and, and, and so we ought to stop taking recesses, stop taking time off and just keep going until we get also, it done. Apparently playing a game of pool is a higher priority for this president uh, than, than it would be to go and see the humanitarian crisis he's created. Whether the decision uh, to go was tone deaf, look, it, it was obviously a mistake, and in hindsight, I, I wouldn't have done it. Um, I was trying to be a dad, and, and all of us have made decisions. When you've got two girls who've been cold for two, two days and haven't had heater power, and they're saying, hey, look, we don't have school, why don't we go, let's get out of here. I am Texan, and when we have a senator that represents the state of Texas, I just gotta step up and say something. Hey girls, where are we going? Senator Cruz, that's how we do it in Texas. I don't know how you do it, wherever you're from, but in Texas, being a good father is taking care of the rest of us. Hey, Party Crashers. Welcome to another episode of The Uninvited. This is your host, Jerry Jones. However you found us and wherever you decided to find us, I'm so very grateful that you did. Please do us a favor, huh? Please rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss another one of these fine episodes. And should you give us a rating, and, and please give us a rating, consider giving us five stars. Because five stars feels a whole lot like love, and four stars... Feels like the friend zone. <clears throat> wow, huh? Ted Cruz is kind of... <laughs> Ted Cruz has kind of had a week. Uh, and I, I just have to tell you that I, I cannot get enough. I can't get enough of the Ted Cruz memes. Um, we've seen Ted Cruz apparently on Mars, on uh, you know caught on uh, Perseverance video. Just real quick, I mean, I know that we, we've we all, obviously, all eyes have been on Texas this week, and, and in particular, we'll get in the, we'll get in the Ted Cruz in a minute, you know, and, and, and by now, I know it's old news, it's Sunday, um, you know, I, am I the only one here, just real quick, am I the only one, I know I'm not the only one, but man, can we please get a new host for Meet the Press? Because if it's Sunday, it's Meet the Press. But man, when it's Sunday now and I, I see Chuck Todd, I just get depressed. And, you know, that used to be the show. Where you would get a real reporter, right? Someone who really was on the White House beat, Washington beat, to, you know, to hold public officials accountable. 
And now we get uh, mild salsa, as Ryan would say, uh, every Sunday. And no one shows up to the party for mild salsa. Uh, Obviously, all eyes have been on Texas um, this week, and rightfully so. Uh, hang in there, Emily and Sean. Hopefully, water. You'll get you'll get water soon. Um, but landing the Perseverance on Mars is pretty freaking cool, right? Um, unbelievable, unbelievable uh, accomplishment. And you know, I think about I think about Perseverance, and I think about all of the human hours that it took. From the conception to the execution, planning and execution, and just the brilliance of all of those involved, every person who contributed to successfully executing that mission. I look at that, and I also then think about how is it that we could have millions of people, especially millions of people in one state, who could be going on a week without power, without water. Um, but we can land a rover on Mars. We have the brain power to do that, and yet we can't figure out how to channel our natural resources to make sure that every human being, even in, you know, what is rightfully a, just a a natural weather, obviously a natural weather crisis and disaster. There's no reason in the world for, for people to be without power. And, And it's not just without power and water. When you go without power and you go without water, You've created a public health emergency. There have been all kinds of stories of people who have died because of this. Um, you know, what, who, what about the folks who rely on power to, you know, uh, if they're on a, if they're on a respirator or if, if you know, if they, um, you know, there, there, there are health implications. There's food. Right? People lose their food. I don't know if you all saw this. The, the team at um, First We Feast um, posted uh, a picture on their Instagram. If you're not familiar with uh, First We Feast, uh, they're the group that does the Hot Ones, which is a brilliant, brilliant interview show. I, I think it's one of the most innovative. I, I, I think, you know, you know Dezus and Marrow um, and, and then Hot Ones are, to me, are the two kind of most innovative um, things in talk that we've seen, I think really since kind of the, the emergence of, of podcasting, but essentially, you know, um, but anyway, so they interview celebrities over hot wings. Um, they do 10 wings and each wing, um, the sauce gets hotter and each wing, the questions get more, um, not more intense, but more kind of like personal and, and really where it challenges the, it let it, you know, it challenges these celebrities who are, who are professionals at not giving too much away about what's going on in their personal lives. It's just really brilliant. YouTube it, hot ones, brilliant stuff. 
Uh, but the team at First We Feast, who produces that show, posted this, this what I consider an iconic image of two Domino's employees. And um, so, you know, I, I don't run a restaurant. Um, shout out to shout out to my buddy Ted, by the way. It was, you know, and you know, I didn't want to do this show until I had an opportunity to talk and see Ted this morning. Uh, Room 39, a little restaurant that could. Um, for those of you in Kansas City, uh, and those of you who, who may come for business or visit family, I got to tell you right now, especially on weekends, best brunch in the city, without question. Um, but any day of the week, um, breakfast, lunch, dinner, um, you know, great food, great people. But I needed to talk to Ted because there were some things that I'm going to talk about in the show. And I needed to make sure that um, that Ted had already consumed some of the content that I will be discussing. And I'm just going to put it out there that at some point during the show, I don't have notes written, so I don't know exactly when I'm going to get to it. But I will be discussing episode seven of WandaVision. Just a little bit. Not, I mean, it's not a recap by any stretch of the imagination, but I will be talking a little bit about it. But I, I wasn't going to talk about it until I knew Ted had seen it. Because Ted listens to the show and because, you know, I want to be in good standing when I when I go into his restaurant. I didn't want to ruin it for him. But I'm just telling you, if if you have not seen episode seven of WandaVision, um... I will get, here's what I will do. I will give you a heads up. And in fact, I'm going to do something that I, I, I don't want to say I've, I've never done. I think only once before. Um, but there, I, I, you know, I'm trying to, to create a more professional type show and, uh, I'm going to have a commercial break and I'm going to give you a warning before the commercial break, because you, you know, listen, who, who really likes commercials, right? So I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a warning. And before I cut the commercial, that's going to be the period of time where you're going to want to maybe stop listening to this podcast, which isn't hard <laughs> to stop listening to. Some of you may have already stopped. Um, but then that way, go watch WandaVision, get caught up, come back to this pod. This will be memorialized on wherever you listen to uh, the podcast. Um. And I don't really remember where I was going. But yes, so anyway, iconic photograph of these two Domino's employees in Texas. And essentially, you know, what had happened was that, you know, um, you get your you, you get all your food in probably Wednesday night, Thursday for the weekend. And essentially, because of what's been happening, because of the disaster in Texas... Most of the most restaurants were closed, including pizza places. And it was just these two Domino's employees and you could see that they were just completely just, you know, they were they had clearly been in the weeds. But essentially, they had gone through a weekend's worth of food in four hours on a Thursday. And so imagine it's a Thursday, Thursday shift, you know, and you're done. I mean, look, 
I'm not tr- I'm not casting aspersions on Domino's. I actually like Domino's pizza quite a bit. Um, but that's you know Domino's is you know they're Domino's just like Pizza Hut or Papa John's like they're you know on a Thursday night they're not they're not fully staffed like it's a Friday or a Saturday, right? Especially if there's no big game, you know. Uh, man, he, man, God, Houston, Jesus, what are you what are you guys doing? Sorry, I mean, I don't know. You got a quarterback who doesn't want to be there. You just shipped off J.J. Watt. You got rid of your top wide receiver. Deion. I don't know. That's a that's another conversation for a different day. But they were just spent, and it just you know, it just makes me. I don't know. It it, it I don't even know what the word is. I don't, I don't want to say I'm upset. I don't know if I'm if I'm irritated or annoyed. But you know, there was that moment where we were doing that whole pat ourselves on the back because we are acknowledging essential workers. Remember that when we thought that they were essential? When we thought the people who deliver our packages, the people who prepare and deliver and serve our food, remember those commercials where we made ourselves feel really good by acknowledging, just the the acknowledging, excuse me, I have sinuses by the way, so if I sound a little congested, that's where that's coming from. I do not have COVID. Well, I don't. Well, Heidi tested negative. Uh, her got her results back. I mean, because we both had sinuses, and she's like, "I'm gonna go get tested." She came back negative. I only leave the house. It seems like anymore to go to the hardware store or room thirty nine. Um, but uh, so that so that's what where that's coming from. But there, you know, um, we 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 made ourselves feel really good about acknowledging the fact that there are hu- that people who who do all the things that we don't want to think about are human. And to see that photograph while knowing at the same time at the same time that these two and they're, you know, and I get it, not everyone who works at Domino's is a kid because of our jacked up economy and the way that we view the world i mean they're not kids but these two seem like for me they're kid they look like kids probably early to mid-20s while they were getting their asses handed to them trying to feed i mean imagine being the only pizza place open in an area where no one has power and no one has food everyone is hungry Everyone is irritated, agitated. Imagine that. While at the same time, one of the two people who represents you in the United States Senate, while you are doing that, you've got one of the two people who represents you in the Senate trying to sneak his ass back into the country after trying to sneak away to go on a Cancun vacation. I listen, I honestly here's here I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there right now. I understand where he's at. I understand. And he, you know, he, you know, is as he's had an opportunity to st- try to get his stories together. But he's done a terrible job. Whoever's doing his communication should be fired immediately because they did not. He didn't do them any favors, by the way. 
How, when did Ted Cruz get a mullet? Has he always had a mullet? I, I, yeah, he's got very weird hair. But you're Ted Cruz, man. You're one of the leading insurrectionists in the United States Senate. Um, you're one of the most recognizable faces uh, of any person working in D.C. How did you think you were just going to sneak off? But I get it. I, if, if it were me, I would be trying my damnedest to get Heidi and Anna out of here if we didn't have power. And we didn't have food. And we didn't have water. And there was an opportunity for me to get them out. Of course I would. Um, however, I also don't have on record um, being a senator trying to keep um, the good folks of New Jersey from getting... Uh, remember Hurricane Sandy? Remember when uh, those hurricanes just devastated the Northeast? You know, one of the most prominent voices opposing emergency funding? It's Ted Cruz. If I had that on my record, if I had all of the, you know, and that's the thing. The other day, I, like I was going in on Governor Abbott and Rick Perry and Florida man, Florida, Texas man, Alan West. I didn't really talk much about Ted Cruz. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, so while they're while they're getting their asses handed to them, while all these people, while my family, um, are struggling to you know kind of make a go of it, this guy's sneaking off to a vacation in Mexico, no less. Apparently, did he come back with cornrows? Because that's what people do when they come back from Cancun, right? I've never been to Cancun. Never been to Mexico. Uh. I kind of, I kind of want to see what all the fuss is about. Um, now I don't know, so I don't know Mexico. Where is Cabo in in relationship to Cancun? Because I want to go to the Sammy Hagar bar. Um, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but Sammy, I I always associate Cabo with Sammy Hagar, and I associate Sammy Hagar uh, with tequila. Now, I haven't done tequila shots in a minute, but every single time I do a tequila shot, I think of uh, I think of the Red Rocker. I think of Sammy Hagar. Uh, I would love to go to Cabo. I'd love to go to Tulum. But apparently you have to be an Instagram model to go to Tulum. Is that I mean, is that the thing? Is that is that part of the uh, travel policy? That either you have to be an Instagram model or you have to be the boyfriend of the Instagram model. It, it, could there be a worse um, job other than being Ted Cruz's um, PR person? Is there a worse thing to be than the boyfriend of an Instagram model? Because I always wonder, like, who's taking all of these pictures of people? Like, first of all, how do you become an Instagram model? How do you become... Instagram famous, but man, if you're the Instagram boyfriend, I mean, that's horrible. Like here, honey, hold my picture, hold, hold the camera, take the picture. I mean, come on. I mean, that's horrible, man. I mean, I honestly, here's the thing. I would rather, I would rather be Ted Cruz's PR person than to be someone's Instagram, anything, boyfriend, husband, whatever. If you're the person who's responsible for, 
taking the photographs. I mean, that's just that's just a that's a that's a crappy job, very crappy job. Um, but Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz is doing a crappy, crappy job, and I'm just starting to wonder, man. Everything is bigger in Texas. No doubt, no doubt about it. But man, if you're a moron, if you're a moron in Texas, you're going to be a big ass moron. I mean, look at the leadership right now. Greg Abbott, governor. Not a, I, I don't, I, it's not fair to call him a moron. I just, I think he's just a terrible leader. Um, Obviously, we've spent time talking about Ted Cruz. John Cornyn, by all accounts, is not a not a not a moron. I just think he doesn't care truly about all Texans. Um, but I will tell you this, John Cornyn. Oh my goodness gracious! Did, did have you all seen the picture? I may have to post it on. Uh, the uninvited um, Instagram. I need to post something on the uninvited Instagram. I'm a very terrible uh, uninvited Instagram um, poster. But John Cornyn, over Thanksgiving, posted a picture of his brisket, which is the Cornyn family tradition on how they make their brisket. And first of all, it was in the oven. And so here's the thing. I'm not Texan. I'm from Kansas City. But here, there are two things that I think that we would agree on in Texas. Now, because everyone's barbecue is different and everyone thinks there's the best. Texas, you know, they've got a, they've got a legit claim, but the folks in Memphis have a legit claim. Carolina's got a claim. But you're putting coleslaw on, on, your, on your pork, man. So, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, Carolina, I mean, you're you're in the conversation just like the other guy. There was Pavarotti, Domingo, and the other guy. North Carolina barbecue. I'm not even, you're the, North Carolina barbecue is the alternate for the other guy. Okay? Because to me, it's Kansas City, Memphis, Texas, okay? That's the big three. That's the big three of American barbecue. And then you got Carolinas in there and you know, I don't even I don't even know. I mean, but yeah, they're the alternate for the other guy. But John Cornyn, here's the thing that we can all agree on. You do not make brisket in the oven okay not okay well you could you can right now i have certainly take i have i have done sacrilege before i have taken a brisket that should be a brisket and done a quick and dirty not quick and dirty but kind of low and slow on uh, in a crock pot but i never i never Posited that that is a legit um, brisket. John Cornyn's brisket. Oh my gosh, it is atrocious. It's an embarrassment to all things beef. But the point is, the point is, John Cornyn, 
Ted Cruz, Greg Abbott. Texas, you deserve better, man. You really do, and I'm sorry. Uh, I hope you all get out of this hole soon. But Ted Cruz, not a good look, brother. You got to do better. You got to do better by the people of the state of Texas. I will say this before we head to commercial. So get ready, those of you who have not seen WandaVision. Start getting ready. Um, Real quick on this. So while Ted Cruz and John Cornyn collectively have done nothing, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, also known as AOC, also from the great city of New York, has helped to raise over $3 million to assist Texans in need as a result of, um, of this, of this uh, crisis, that, this weather crisis, climate crisis rather. And the voices you heard at the end of the intro were AOC and the great representative Sheila Jackson Lee from, uh, I believe she's the 18th district. Uh, she's from Houston. And that's where that's where those voices came from. Um, so AOC, a New Yorker, a die-in-the-wool, liberal, tree-hugging Democrat, has done more for Texans in the past week than Ted Cruz and John Cornyn, I I don't know how combined in how many years. I mean, meaningful stuff. I'm not. I'm talking meaningful stuff, real stuff, tangible stuff. So shout out to AOC, who is living it every single day. Um, but I'm done talking about Ted Cruz. I'm no longer interested. I got as as. Uh, <laughs> As uh, Vinny would say, what, what what was Vinny's last name? Was it Delgado? Um, but Vinny, uh, what was it? No, what was his last name? My cousin Vinny, right? Um, also known as Joey Gallo. Also known as Joey Callo. As he would say, as it relates to Ted Cruz, I got no more use for this guy. Hey, I'm going to do the rare thing. I'm going to take a commercial break. If you haven't seen WandaVision, Stop listening now. Go watch WandaVision Episode 7. Come back when you're done. Uh, The rest of you, I'll be back after this short commercial timeout. Feeling depressed? Like the world goes on without you? Do you just want to be left alone? Ask your doctor about Nexus. A unique antidepressant that works to anchor you back to your reality or the reality of your choice. Side effects include feeling your feelings, confronting your truth, seizing your destiny, and possibly more depression. You should not take Nexus unless your doctor has cleared you to move on with your life. Nexus, because the world doesn't revolve around you. Mm. Or does it? Yes. Oh, I can't remember it. For me, it feels like it happened to someone else, you know, but for her, me weeks ago. What am I doing here? Sitting, talking to you. When I sh- this is this is this is absurd. I need to get my wife. So I don't know how many of you have Disney Plus. This is my <clears throat> bi-weekly non-commercial commercial for Disney Plus and specifically WandaVision. Uh, but this is some of the most fun. Well, it's the most fun I've had watching television since um, season three of Stranger Things on Netflix. Uh, 
I don't know how many of you have seen Stranger Things, but if you have not seen Stranger Things, excuse me, I'm getting congested again. If you haven't seen Stranger Things, do yourself a favor, watch Stranger Things. Um, and if if you haven't started watching WandaVision, please do. Um, so uh, I'm not doing it. It's not a breakdown at all um, of the episode. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right. So I. I just wanted an excuse to to play um, the the commercial from WandaVision, right? Because uh, I, I thought the Nexus commercial was brilliant, and the voice you just heard was 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 Paul Bettany, who I, I think is a, a phenomenal actor, uh, who plays one of the leading characters. So his character is Vision. So he is the Vision of WandaVision. His wife uh, and fellow superhero. Um, Wanda Maximoff together they make WandaVision um, but this episode so the, 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 se- the season has been kind of an, an homage to television sitcoms and each episode they travel through a different part you know through the decades starting with the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s and now in the 2000s and you know clearly that was a, kind of a Modern Family slash kind of the Office kind of mock documentary style thing, um, but really brilliant stuff. Um, and I the reason why I'm just talking about it is that you know it's been really COVID has been awful. I mean, it is the show. This to me, WandaVision Vision is one of the shows that I needed. Um. Uh, to, to really help, you know, take me away from just the sadness and the depravity of, um, I don't know if depravity was the right word. It felt right when I said it, but I don't know if it's the right word. But this, this vaccine, the, the vaccine, excuse me, <laughs> this pandemic has been very difficult. Uh, I know I'm not alone in that. And... It's interesting that, for me, part of the escape has been doing this show. Uh, that's how I try to stay connected with everybody. Uh, but then television. And a series about how you know, the creation of alternate realities in order to cope with the, the grief or the stress or the trauma of, of loss. In this case, you know, I've lost a, a, a couple of people. Um, who are close to me, uh, to, um, to COVID. Um, but I've lost so much more and we've lost so much more in the sense of, it's not just losing people via death, but you know, we've lost a lot in the terms of, of relationships, like strong ties with our friends, you know, kind of medium ties with our coworkers who, you know, and some of them are strong ties. Some of them are, you know, among my best friends. Um, like I, like my, my friend Ryan, I haven't seen Ryan, um, in the flesh since right before they moved back to Ohio where he, I mean, before he moved, he made this gargantuan sandwich. It was like ridiculous. It was like, uh, it was a Scooby-Doo sandwich. He made this big ass Scooby-Doo sandwich and we ate that and we talked and we walked around. He's like, oh, let's just go for a walk around this 10 mile. Well, it felt like 10 miles. 
around his house. But you, you, you know, you miss the people that you see every day. And even the weak ties, people that you just see in the office or at the cafe down the street from your office or just people in general. So television, um, which is a, a curated alternate reality, has been an escape for me. And the show focusing in on how the main characters are using magic to um, to overcome grief. It's 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 profound. I mean, how they are able to, how this show is able to take comedy and suspense all while dealing with grief and, and creating at the same time action and a sense of um, anticipation. It's just super well done um, in the acting. My goodness. Um, obviously you heard Paul Bettany, Elizabeth Olsen, who would have known, right? Can you imagine, can you imagine Mary Kate? Is it Mary Kate Nashley? I mean, were there any two during that time, that big run on full house, were there any two more recognizable kids as the Olsen twins? And and Elizabeth was kind of persona non grata. We didn't even really know anything about Elizabeth Olsen. Now, Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen is a phenomenal actress. And, and I guess that's the thing about WandaVision. And I'm sorry I'm geeking out on you. But the Marvel films, like the Marvel films, they're not at all. It's not about, which, which I think makes the the Marvel Cinematic Universe completely different than what we saw with X-Men, right? Which was the X-Men films to me were really about all the superpowers, the the, the abilities that um, those characters had. And in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's been about the acting, like it's about the the person. It's character development. And because it's about the character, you must have great character actors, great acting. Um, and what we have seen in uh, WandaVision, to me, is an elevation of acting. And, of course, we see great acting uh, on HBO shows, Succession, right? Which um, the the theme music that I, I I've been using for this season for the most part when I when I use it um, inspired by the theme song of in succession right succession if you have HBO Max I know what you're thinking Jerry you have every streaming service in the world I think I might except that Quibi whatever the hell that is speaking of streaming speaking of phenomenal acting Nomadland is streaming now on Hulu. Heidi and I watched it last night. Frances McDermott. Oh my goodness. Frances McDermott. I listen. There are I I know and and I know it that that's the thing when when it comes to to sports, when it comes to music, when it comes to acting, I think and I think it's prime I think it's men 
more than women who are always trying to rank who is the greatest, who is the greatest athlete, who is the greatest musician, what is the greatest band of all time, who's the greatest actor, who's the greatest actress. Um, but I was going to say, and so as for as much as we rightly look at Meryl, Meryl Streep, and I've always said that if I could hang out with one actor or actress for an evening and just talk, Meryl Streep would definitely be on the short list. Frances McDermott, to me, is one of the greatest actors of this generation. She is phenomenal, and she is phenomenal in Nomadland. So if you have Hulu, stream it. Um, it's it's just wonderful. It's just, but it's not just the acting. It's the cinematography. Um, it's just oh, there are times where you're like, wait, am I watching a film? Am I am I watching a documentary? Um, but yeah, so great acting. Uh, um, so what we've seen in, in WandaVision, Paul Bettany, uh, I'm, gosh, my apologies. I'm forgetting the name of the, of the actress who plays Monica Rambeau. Also amazing. Elizabeth Olsen, who we just talked about. And to me, I, it, I, it doesn't do justice. She's not underrated. I, I, I think that, I think we all recognize that Catherine Hahn is um, wow. I, I I actually think that I she is she is one of the best character actors. Um, uh, you know, in the way um, that Keenan Thompson really is the heart and soul of 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 the, of SNL, and even when Keenan is you know. Keenan is not, you know, he he doesn't carry every he, he doesn't lead every skit, but every skit Keenan is in, whether he is the main character or not, he becomes the main character, the main you know the focus. Just like it's just like uh, if you do a song and then you have a feature with Bruno Mars on your song, it's not your song anymore. Uptown, you know, Uptown Funk, that was not a Bruno Mars song. That was a Mark Ronson song featuring Bruno Mars. Guess whose song it is? Bruno Mars. That song, I Want to Be a Millionaire, So Freaking Bad, that was a feature for Bruno Mars. He was not, that wasn't his song, but it's his song. And in the same way, Catherine Hahn, man, this is running long, but uh, Catherine Hahn is that. And in her scenes in WandaVision, when she is on, it is her show. And she doesn't have to say much. She doesn't have to physically do much, but it, there's no wasted. Mo I mean, it is acting perfection. And I'll, all I will say is that for those of you who are still here, it is no surprise that Agnes A is Agatha Harkness. But man, just the brilliance of of how they have been setting Catherine Hahn up and how Catherine Hahn has really progressed this character. It's just amazing. 
watch the show. I mean, yeah, this this in in the same way that people say that episode seven feels like a filler episode for this season of WandaVision, which is total crap. I mean, we've got the birth of a brand new Marvel Cinematic Universe superhero. Um, we don't know if she's going to go by Photon or go by Spectrum, but Monica Rambeau's got superpowers now. We had excellent, excellent stuff from um, Vision. Um, so, so Vision got to understand his backstory. The whole time Vision's been trying to understand what happened to me prior to Westview. Dr. Darcy Lewis played amazing Kat Denning. Oh my God, how could I forget Kat Denning? She's another one. She and Catherine Hahn are both kind of scene eaters, right? Those scenes were magic, right? Um, not a filler episode, but this very much, what I'm, what I'm doing for this episode feels very much like filler because I just wanted to geek out a little bit um, on WandaVision. Shout out to Ryan. Shout out to Ted uh, that I get to geek out with. Um, but it truly has been Agatha all along. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. Look, I'm going to sign off now. It's because uh, it's just time to stop talking, right? And uh, I've got a I got a whole bunch of uh, Wandavision reaction uh, videos on YouTube. I need to catch up on. But uh, this was fun. Thank you for hanging in. I'm so glad to be back on a regular uh, kind of regular schedule again. So have fun as news breaks uh, this week. Hopefully, you know I'll have lots to talk about on Wednesday. Um. But until then, continue to be good to yourselves, good to each other, and I will catch you in the next episode of The Uninvited. Peace. Who's been messing up everything? It's been Agatha all along. Who's been pulling every evil string? It's been Agatha all along. She's insidious, so perfidious, that you haven't even noticed, and the pity is, the pity is, it's too late to fix anything, now that everything has gone wrong, thanks to Agatha, naughty Agatha. I killed Sparky too.